Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all. Hello, Insta. Jay from Lads Talk Health, as always, sending nothing but loads and loads of massive amounts of love and positive energy. And... Welcome aboard for those that do join in tonight's chat. It's been a really interesting um, interesting week actually, lots, lots been going on. So I'm just waiting for my lovely mate Harry Thomas, there he is. Let's wait for him, let's see if we get him. Send a request, view. Huzzah. Hello. Hello. Let me turn off this light. Is it too much light? I think. Yeah, it's a little bit better. I think too much shine. You good? Turn you up a bit. You're really quiet. You can't hear me at all. No, you're very quiet though. Not that I can't hear. As long as other people. Hello, oh, Mrs. Colombo. Hello, lovely lady. Wave at them people and Charlie. Can you hear me now? Is it? Uh, hello, Linda. Speak, Hazza. Hello, hello, hello. Well, you're quiet through my end, but as long as, as long as the people peeps can hear you. Can you hear me now? Not, not well, no, which is strange. Okay. If, hi, Jojo. Jojo, you're always reliable. <laughs> Jojo, can you hear Harry clearly? <laughs> I'll talk. I think, I'm, I think my connection's all right. Was it this way? Hello, so hello. Can hear you. Yeah, it's just strange how I can hear you perfect, both of you. Cool. I can hear you. Thanks, Mrs. Combo. So as long as, as long as people can hear you, that's fine. Okay. I can't see the comments, so you, you'll have to read them out today. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. I'll definitely keep an eye on that. Cut can hear him just fine. Thank you very much. Eclair, 6021. Lovely. So tonight, guys, is our, our Monday evening. We've got an hour or just under an hour today. Uh... We've had a, a thing this week that we were going to touch on. It's something to me, for, to me today, and, and I'll share with James now why, is there's the amount of people that I'm uh, being in contact with and the amount of things that are happening, and all the negative stuff. There is the topics that we have been talking about recently. It just seems like there's no hope, there's no happiness, there's, there's nothing to kind of grasp onto. And I, I wanted to kind of just mix it up and just come back to us two uh, and, and, and share our story today because a lot of people have been connecting with us and, and a lot of people been uh, leaving some really kind messages but also asking a lot more questions. And I would like to kind of set uh, today of just going through our story because we, we share it a lot with other people and it, it's the same story every time but I'd like to be able to do it uh, actually on the Instagram Live knowing that they were going to lead into a really good live on Wednesday with Frida, which uh, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to come uh, on to. Um, it was meant to be tonight, but she uh, has asked to move to Wednesday, which is, is great. So I thought it'd be a bit of a lighter uh, uh, sh sharing one today. Nice. And just before we do, actually, I, I forgot to mention, um, I just want to share with everyone, and I know for a fact she won't mind me giving a name, there's a wonderful, wonderful lady uh, by the name of Susie Dodd, who is currently, um, I'm erming again, I've got to stop that erming, Hazard. 
who's currently taking really brave steps in her plight with a really awful, awful form of cancer. This woman's incredible. Um, mainstream medicine's basically told her that's as far as they can go now, and she's taking some really brave steps. Um, I've been working with her for a little while, and I'm actually going to start going to see where she's been put. So for people out there who do meditate or do pray, there's a wonderful, wonderful woman by the name of Susie Dodd that right now could really do with a lot of positive energy and a lot of positive prayer or, or like I said, meditation, whatever it is. Send, send some love to this lady because she could really do, do with it at this point. Just why I just get that in there. I should have said that in the introduction. I forgot. Yeah, and, and also just to come back to the live that you did yesterday, mate, and, and uh, the story you shared. It's just been posted up now on the Lads Talk Health in two parts. And again, I'd encourage people to watch that. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough listen. It's a complete true story. But the teachings and the way that James delivers it, yeah, it is amazing. And I just think that that is really going to help people going forward in life because there's going to be times where people are suffering and they have no one to reach out to. And just hearing that story gives them an outlet now. And today on the story, that's kind of going to come up again. But I just wanted to, to highlight how amazing you was yesterday. Thank you, Fatima. Yeah, and actually, so well done for bringing it up, Hazard, because I've had uh, I've had a couple of blokes and a, a, a lovely female that all reached out today to say that, just say thank you, which I, I didn't do it for that, but really, really appreciate your gratitude. But what I did it for is the stories uh, that I got, I got told. Did you see one of the messages on Last Talk Health, Hazard, the guy that said, Due to hearing, like he's not dealt with his sexual abuse for fifty years, or he's in, he's fifteen, not dealt with it, and he started writing it down, and just it was incredible. So yeah, for the people that reached out to say, uh, you know, to share with with me uh, the fact that they'd also been through that sort of sexual abuse as a child, I got nothing but respect for you. Thank you for your gratitude, but my gratitude comes straight back to you guys because that's the point of Lads Talk Health. For us, even if it's one person, it makes some sort of meaningful difference too. Then, yeah, it feels really good. So, yeah, thank you for those people that reached out. It's really kind. Still can't see the comments, you know. No, I can't no see problem. Any. So, Fatma just sending send love and respect to her. So that's lovely. So, Hazza, how do you want to start this, mate? This is really impromptu because obviously Hazza was on an amazing healing experience with a uh, a new new client just before this. So this is really authentic, mate. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? <laughs> I would like to just go back and, and kind of the, the evolution of Lads Talk Health, but the, where the story starts from, which is your story. Okay, as in uh, with, with the cancer, uh, that, from that point, yeah? Okay, so me and, me and Harry met about 30, hold on, at least, at least 13 years now, isn't it? 13 years ago, I always get my time, terrible timelines, but at least 13 years ago, I was part of the management team of a fitness first gym right in the centre of London. Harry was um, <laughs> a new new personal trainer, really clean cut young kid um, who, who who just came on, came into the gym. And at that point, our lives were definitely not like they are now. Uh, we, a lot of it was based around having fun. But having having egotistical fun, not soulful fun, having egotistical fun and actually really doing damage to our souls and to our bodies because it was all about working hard in the gym. We was both, both pretty fit at the time 
and then on the weekends we'd go out and we'd get plastered and initially Harry you wasn't into taking any formal drugs uh, at that point he was really really snot nosed <laughs> but unfortunately and under influence after a few months of definitely being at fitness first I know I'm quite confident was when you know you got introduced to a bit of, bit of gear if I'm not mistaken it took me a long time I, was I even was... after that yeah, I remember I went out on a night out with you and I was like, oh, what are they doing? I was completely oblivious to all of it for a few, I was like 25, I think, by the time I, I got here. Oh, so there's a few, this is a terrible time. I, it, it seemed, I, I know there was a period where I did experience Harry, <laughs> <laughs> Harry the dancer around the club like a lunatic, like just, just do anything, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we met in the gym and uh, I, I'll not show that story because basically at the time, uh, again, actually, I need to go back a, a little step further. I had I, come out of prison and coming out of prison for the charge that I'd gone in for, pretty much the only job I could have got was in gyms. Now, why have I brought up? When I went to prison, I went into prison first time, never been in trouble in my life. OK, and uh Definitely used my time for good in regards to I came out with my personal training qualifications. But what I also came out with after three years with this was this whole new education. And I'm not saying this, I'm proud of this, it just is what it is. In crime. Because in prison, everyone, you know, prison is full of just normal blokes. Normal blokes that just choose instead of to go work in offices go to work on the streets and do different bits and pieces but my point is just like you'd have it's quite interesting because since coming out of prisons I have now worked in worked in massive boardrooms and the conversations you you see happening in these boardrooms <laughs> aren't far off what you see happening in the world of crime in at the top top sort of levels very very similar so anyway I came out with this whole new education on crime and unfortunately I did although I was managing and working in the gym I was also involved at the time in a quite a large operation of drugs, which, as I said, definitely not proud of. Part of my story, though. But why the relevance? Because after how long of working in the gym was it before I, I shot off? Because I'd known, I'd known you a couple of years, wasn't it? It was about 18 months. It was 18 months, about a year and a half. So about after a year and a half of me and Harry meeting each other and... Um, we clicked. Me and Hazard clicked. I took Harry under my wing at that point. Uh, very much, it was a, I was the big brother to Harry, sort of set up. We'd be practicing our handstands together for hours, <laughs> trying to crack a handstand uh, and having good chats, actually having meaningful conversations. But anyway, so after about a year and a half, whilst I, I'd, I'd been working in the gym and whatnot as well, but I'd also been involved in drugs at the time, like I said. Now, unfortunately, things came on top in with the setup at the time that I was working with, with the, with the people I was involved with, with, with dealing drugs. And I got a message pretty much to say, right, you need to pack your bags and get out of here because it's all come on top. So I literally, do you remember Harry? I said, <laughs> all of a sudden I had this caseload of personal training clients. Like, Who wants these people? Um, and he was like, well, when are you going? Tomorrow. Uh, because again, I'm, I'm laughing about it because it, it's it's fast. It's my truth, and it's farcical, and it's laughable now because I look back on it and I realise it's all part of my story. But I'm not playing down. I don't encourage drugs. I don't encourage people dealing drugs. I'm completely against anything like that. 
I'm just sharing my experience as a disclaimer because I don't want to come across like I'm, I'm glorifying it because I am definitely not. And I think I'm now, I think I was a complete dick back then, complete cock. So there's my disclaimer to cover that. Um, so anyway, I'd, I'd, I had to shoot off. Funny enough, my wife now, mother of my two children, my beautiful wife now, I'd known her a month. You met, you was there the first night I met her, wasn't you? In the club, in the light bar in Shoreditch. Uh, then we went back to Collins Pie. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so my my then girlfriend of a month, I said to her, look, you know, not expecting you to come with me, but I've got to leave the country. And she's like, that's a bit strange. Uh, where are you going to go? I said, I don't know, but I want it to be somewhere hot. So she said, oh, I've got a, an uncle who lives in Greece. So we shot off to Greece. Now, I went off to Greece. I started, uh, funny enough, I ended up starting a business up in Greece, a travel agency. Now, what's interesting is I kept, the only person I kept in contact in the gym, and even though I'd known people there longer than you, than Harry, was Harry because of the bond that we'd met. And I did, like, although I was a dick, I was, I was, I was a good friend and I liked Harry and I, I wanted to make sure that I stayed in contact with Harry. And I was also, he was... I witnessed in that 18 months you and Ben planning your gym business together mm -hmm. as well. So when I saw you guys do that and take off, we go and gym, I was like, wow, this is brilliant. Well done, Hazard. And we stayed in contact. But what's quite interesting, even up until this point, going back years before all of this happened, and 9-11, I'd started really looking into alternative ways of thinking because of what, just like the rest of the world, witnessed when 9-11 when, uh, when happened and how there was this flipping instant shift in everything we knew about life really and 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 uh also racism i remember i told you didn't i have at that time i was working on a building site in central london in holborn laboring uh for uh, uh some some floor layers the point being you know it was a very multicultural building site just like most of london really it was beautiful about london it is it's really multicultural building site and i'll never forget that when the like the the incident happened, everyone went running to the the, the like the site co uh, cough the canteen to have a look on television, and you got you got white people, black people, Asian people, people of all, all colours, and how instantly I never forget on the news they had the they had it going on, and then literally not long after there was do you remember that video of of so called people in uh, like. Um, uh, they the same as Taliban gear, like the headscarves and all the rest of it, celebrating it. And there was this instant shift in, I just saw people get so rageously nasty all of a sudden. And anyway, so point being, that stayed with me. So I started looking into, into alternative media. So fast forward back to where I was in the story. When I shot off to Greece, by this time, um, when was that? It was 2009. So I'm eight years into looking into alternative stuff. And Harry, had you looked into anything at that point? Yeah, you, you sent me Zeitgeist because you used to <laughs> you used to talk about it all the time in the gym. And I, I remember going home to my parents and say, oh, I've got this program to watch called Zeitgeist. <laughs> and it was about religion, 9-11 and the banking system. And I remember my, my parents fell asleep. And I, I, I remember it stuck with me, but I didn't it didn't kind of cement anything for me. So I, I, I'd been introduced to it by you. Yeah. So which is a really good watch, actually. And it still is to this day is an interesting watch, Zach, guys. So anyway, me and Harry, although I was off in Greece, I was doing what I was doing in Greece. Um, Harry 
was doing his big gym business. I was at my travel agency business and we stayed in contact on all this random shit, <laughs> really random stuff. We'd go back and forth. But I, I'm saying, because at the time we, we knew it was random, but it was interesting. But it's funny how this is all looped now, hasn't it? Into what we now know is true. But point being, me and Harry stayed in contact. Greece was going really well for me. Uh, I had We had a child. We had my son, Leo, um, who was, uh, well, coming to his three and a half, three and a half years old. My wife was pregnant um, again. Uh, we was having a little boy. And um, yeah, basically, long story short, we, we lost our little boy, a little boy called, we named him Che. We lost our son. And that sort of, that, for me, it, it, it killed the Greece dream that we built together. Uh, it just came crashing down all of a sudden. I, I just wanted to get out of Greece. We was in Rhodes, Rhodes Island, Rhodos is where we where I actually was at this point where I had the business. And I shut up shop, said that we got to go back to England. I can't, I can't stay here. Because the thing was, I, and again, it's interesting. I've, I've said this before, but due to the sexual, sexual abuse experiences as a child, it was interesting. When, when we lost our little boy, it was at the same sort of, shut off switch kicked in where right no like, i'm not grieving this i can't deal with this um so i what i did i concentrated my energy on my wife's grief because my wife she was shot to pieces and i'll you know as blokes as much we'll never experience actually growing another human inside our body and, and just the beautiful connection that comes with that which um, obviously, like I said, women go through. And so for my wife, she's still to this day, she's never got over losing chair, never ever got over losing chair. We, we, you move on, but every now and again, I'll, I'll catch her just in floods of tears quietly and, and I'll know exactly what she's crying about. So yes. But anyway, so I, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't deal with it. I choose, chose to come back to, to England and it was around that time. Me and Harry had been, like I said, the whole time backwards and forwards. And I came back to England and it was literally not long after getting back into England where someone that I love very, very dearly and have all the respect in the world for basically told uh, my whole family that he's got a uh, really serious cancer. He'd had some treatment done prior to telling the family because he's one of them people who just doesn't like to make a fuss, doesn't like to uh, complain. And once mainstream medicine had taken him to a point where they'd said, look, basically we can't do anything more for you his body had been totally battered and butchered by the chemotherapy and the radiotherapy he reached out to me and said to me i'll never forget he phoned me up one day it was my first day on a new job for one of the social care companies that i'd um, was involved in starting up funnily enough called oncare name of the company so it phoned me up and he said uh james have you heard of a guy called rick simpson and i was like no what are you talking about? He went, uh, and I was in the office at the time and he was, he was like, yeah, there's a guy from Canada. He's, he's been healing people. He healed himself from cancer. Uh, and now he's been healing other people with cancer. And I'm thinking, oh, what's, what's he talking about? So I was like, all right, what's he using? He went, ah, oh, cannabis. I said, fucking what? <laughs> cannabis. He said, yeah, cannabis. Like, and of course, in my head, what I'm thinking is, is weed, spliffs, smoking. What? So I, I honestly, I, I couldn't, I said, listen, I'll, I'll give you a call after work. But I was just thinking, 
bless him, I'm thinking, is he off his trolley? You know, he's been just been butchered. Then I'm thinking, oh, it must be that, you know, that hope that you, you need something to put your hope into. So that's where my head was at with it. Didn't take it that seriously, that phone call. Phoned him back that evening and I was like, look, uncle, what, what's all this about? And he went, right, I'm going to send you a documentary. It's called Run From The Cure. So I'll repeat that, Run From The Cure. I definitely advise people to watch that. It's a great watch. So I watched this documentary on this Canadian bloke that first of all uh, showed how he'd healed himself uh, with cancer using this cannabis oil. So it was an oil. It wasn't like buds and smoke and stuff. It was an oil that he extracted from the plant. And in the same documentary, there was loads and loads of people claiming the same thing. Now, instantly what jumped out at me initially was, well, there doesn't seem to be an agenda here. What they, they're not trying to sell anything. They're not trying to, you know, he's not, he's not saying buy this off me. He's just sharing information. But still, my ill-educated panicky oblivious my ego kicked in around cancer and I, and I didn't know nothing about cancer other than well you do what the doctors say that's what I thought back then because that's before I'd looked into anything medicinal in any way shape or form so my approach was still look I don't think this is worth its weight in gold you know this is a lot you're putting a risk here look, I know the thing was bearing in mind the mainstream medicinal option wasn't wasn't there was no guarantees at all there was no healing offered that wasn't on the table so it wasn't do this again because it was this was like a third round of treatment just, they wanted just, to batter him with and just to highlight that as well guys like when it comes to cancer they don't offer you healing that that's all the way through like you say oh my friend's healed your friend would heal from their self with all this stuff put in but what they're offering you does not offer healing not even on the table. Healing is not an option when it comes to cancer. And again, we were, we've done a lot of cancer videos. So if people are interested in that, you can look at it. Really, I mean, it's just to, just to quickly summarize on that. I've done eight years worth of research now around cancer, around the mainstream medicine approach to cancer, mm. the whole business drive behind it, which it should have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it, if you think about it. So cancer's one in two. Yeah, it's one of the biggest businesses in the world. How does that make sense? How can that even... But anyway, that's... Point being, uh, I, at that point, didn't know much about cancer. So I, my initial thoughts were, okay, I'll, I'll start looking with him. Because it was also interesting because this person, to me, had always been the epitome of a strong bloke. He's the guy I looked up to to be a, what a good dad is, what a good granddad is, what a good uncle is. He's just, he ticked all of those boxes. So to see that family member for the first time vulnerable, that, well, that's what my take was. Oh, you must be vulnerable, you know, to, to be even thinking and looking at this. It, 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 it really was difficult for me to deal with. Again, egotistically, it was nothing about me. But yet, as humans, you make it about yourself. Well, I can't deal with this. But that's, not, that's not the role you play with in my life. You know, this is not what I'm used to. Because, again, we push these ex egotistical expectancies on roles people play in our lives rather than actually what do we do in our roles, in these, sorry, in these roles, within these relationships. Not all the time, but sometimes. So I thought, okay, I'll jump on board. But as soon as I smelled a rat that must be involved in this, because there's no way that people are healing themselves using cannabis oil. There's no way I'll find it because I, at that, by this stage, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty much 10, 11 years into 
research in different subjects, which we won't go into tonight. We've talked on some of them, but uh, in, the, in other videos. But so I, I was all about at that point research. So uh, right, let me get into the crux of it. It's all about all these people saying they healed themselves of cancer using. And it, what was interesting was it was so many different forms of cancer. But then it opened up a next page to it wasn't just cancer, it was cerebral palsy, it was Alzheimer's, there was diabetes, uh, leaky gut syndrome. It was pretty much a testimonial from any disease that was saying, I used the Rick Simpson method and, and now I'm better. Or, or if they wasn't completely cured, they had far outlived whatever they'd been told by mainstream medicine. Their quality of life had gone through the roof. That was a common thing. Everyone said the same thing. Within days, everything changed for me. Regardless if it was cancer, if it was cerebral palsy, if it was Alzheimer's, everybody, it was a quick, quick, instant boost to their, just their overall well-being that caught my eye. And I was thinking, hold on, what, what's going on here? This is now turning into this wonder drug that apparently can heal anything. So, of course, I was completely sceptical at the time. And I wanted to find out the science behind it because I had been studying, funny enough, up until that point, natural science and heliocentrism. So I was all about science back then at that point. I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to get sciencey with this and I'm going to prove it. There's a load of bollocks, blah, 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 blah. And then I came across Professor Raphael Mishulim. And he is a Jewish gentleman. He's retired now, unfortunately, but he worked for 54 or 55 years in the field of healing people from cancers but also many many other diseases and his work was based on thc from cannabis now i'm emphasizing thc because we don't really hear about it we hear about cbd a lot in fact you can buy tesco's version of cbd but you don't hear about thc because we're told with that that part still did again think of this fucking logic sorry to swear people but we've got this plant now all of a sudden we've they've made a bit of this plant legal cbd but the THC, oh, no, 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 no. Come on, get your head around that, people, because this is where the con really, really lies. So anyway, this guy, Professor Raphael Mishunim, he discovered that every human and every animal has this system within our bodies called the end, well, it was named, I, I, he played a part in naming, because it didn't have a name initially. But because of his work with cannabis, which contains cannabinoids, this system was named the endocannabinoid system. Now, we should all know about this system. We should be taught about this system at school, before the muscular system, before the skeletal system. Harry, like you said, when you was banging into your gym, you know, training, search, researching so much about the human body, you never even heard of it, had you? No, and, you know? and I, I went in depth in, in biology. I was looking at the cellular level, playing around with the nervous system, and not one of my teachers had even heard about the endocannabinoid system. So when I got introduced to this, and back then, again, I was alternative way of looking at stuff as well. So we were good at doing research and trying to connect the dots and find people. That was what I still think my gift is now. Yeah, I, can, I can get through all the noise. And there wasn't much, but the stuff that you did find was, it was irrefutable. It was like, oh my God, it's a system I just think every single part of your body has a little receptor on it. It's like the most minuscule nervous system. Imagine you have these capillaries everywhere. And it literally is a perfect fit from the THC that you get in the plant. It binds with your receptor. It's like a, a coincide. 
So effectively, it lights up every part of your body that maybe we wasn't aware of. I'll let you come back because... Uh, yeah, no, I will do because you you jumped a little bit ahead there. <laughs> I love that though. You was right there with the receptors on the microphone. God, son. But I just <laughs> want to shout out you because Ampe Medina just put Harry. You gave me the strength and courage to travel to the UK from Holland. Well done, well done, Ampe Medina. But well done, Hazard, for that video. Thank you so much for that. She put as well. Yeah, shout out to you. You can't see him, can you? Yeah, sorry, people. If you shout out Harry, don't worry. I'll do his. I'll do his dog running for him. <laughs> so basically, this system, the endocannabinoid system, back to Professor Raphael Mishulin. And listen, people. Um, I know this is our story, but there's a lot of information. I'm vaccinated. Good on you, gal. Uh, there's a lot of information gonna that we're downloading here, which is what we do when we work with clients with cancer. And trust me, if you're if you know someone with cancer, if you've got cancer, please, you know, take, take this on. Go and have a look. Just go and have a look. Endocannabinoid system. So, yeah, as Harry said, the endocannabinoid system, just to quickly touch on, it is. It's like a spider's web, which is throughout the whole of your body. It's made up of, of what is. There's more than these two receptors, but what I've been, what evidence proves uh, works synergistically with our healing system is your CB1 and CB2 receptors. CB1 are mainly found around the brain. You do get some in other areas, but CB2 is pretty much everywhere else, else in the body. So you've got this spider web, like Harry said, of these incredible receptors, which have a job to feed back information to the mainframe, which is your endocannabinoid system, which is like the hub of everything, if you like. And all, it, all your endocannabinoid system wants to do, and this is why, it's so important when it comes to healing. Uh, no idea whether... Oh, there you go. I've got a brilliant... Thank you, Luna. So someone's just put student nurse here. No idea why they don't teach us about the endocannabinoid system. Can I ask you a question? Was you aware of it prior to the, uh, this uh, this talking now? And if so, how did you come about finding out about Because that's really interesting. Because I've spoken with doctors um, I'll never forget one time. So I, I'm going to digress a touch as a bit. It's relevant to this lady's comment. So I don't know what it's like for most of most of people who go for doctor's appointments. But when I lived in England, we was told every time we went to the doctors, as if we'd forget from the time before, you've got seven minutes. So from when you went into, because that's how busy they were, basically. There were so many people trying to see these doctors. You had a seven minute, no matter what your problem was, you had seven minutes, Okay. And I'm going to look out for that girl's answer if she does come back. Um, so anyway, I went in there one day with, with Leo. Uh, it was from some of his chest. And by this time, I was, I was quite confident uh, on my knowledge on the endocannabinoid system. But still my ego telling me, James, you ain't a doctor. What the fuck do you know? You're going to go in there and talk to a doctor. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, was, I was nervous. I wasn't aware of it before, unfortunately. Oh, just hearing it now. Oh, fantastic. Look into it. Definitely look into it. Can you say There's that again as I have family memory suffering? There's loads of TED Talks and stuff now, so it's, it's easy to get your hands on. But again, it's not... If you typed in cancer on Google, that, that does not even get mentioned at all. And just to touch on, actually, so we're going to jump about a bit here, but I, I love people that want to engage. Please do, because I'm happy to... Someone else has just put ties, but can you say that again as I have family member suffering now and has gone to Spain? Right, well, first and foremost... Message me privately after. I'll be more than happy to talk to your family member. And the name of the system is the endocannabinoid system. 
E-N-D-O-C-A-N-N-A-B-I-N-O-I-D. I think I think I was bang on there. Uh, endocannabinoid system. Right, so, oh, where was I? Love the questions, though, guys. I'm really interested to talk with that nurse as well. Thanks for sharing that. But that, that shows you, Hazard. This is my problem. This is what really pisses me off, is you've got people training in our, in our health system that have, with the greatest respect so, to Luna, thanks, and you just started following as well. Brilliant. Um, that aren't even given information for them to actually be involved in innovative healing. Now, what's the problem there? You're going into a medical system where your job is to serve and to heal, to help heal. And that's what you want to do. That's why, so I've got nothing against people going into the medical system. They're incredible. They're so, obviously want to live to serve other people. You're amazing. And I'm sure you want to innovate. You want to be, come up with an idea. But what I realized after, I've done a lot of studying of the way the NHS is set up around cancer. It's a curriculum just like school and if it don't fall in the curriculum don't matter if it can heal someone no no no, we can't touch that well it's not it's not in our curriculum so oh yeah back to that story very quick quickly so i went into the doctor this is the first time i, I had the balls to speak to a doctor about it so i was sitting there with a the doctor and uh he was checking on leo he was asking how things are going blah 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 and i just went straight into the room i said have you heard of the endocannabinoid system and of course he was like uh well, what made you ask that? You can see straight away, literally, the red flag has gone up instantly. I went, oh, because I've been uh, uh, looking into the works of a guy called Professor Rafael Mishulim, Dr. Christina Sanchez, and he's run a lot of awards around. Anyway, long story short, I sat in that office, while he, in his doctor's office, where he kept taking a call from reception. No, tell him I'll be a minute. Because I was sitting there debating with this doctor where in the end, he said to me, and I'll never forget, he said, James, he said, you're right in everything you're saying, but we're not allowed to teach this. We're not allowed to practice this. And that really, really resonated with me because I just thought, pass it, Michelle. No, no, no problem, Charlie. I thought, wow. So cancer is like, back then, back then it was like one in four men and one in seven women. So it was back there was a good few years. But it's incredible how it's sped up as well, considering we're getting all this money hazard for technology for cancer. You're getting all these new adverts where, you, you know, they pour in your heart tuned with a baby with a, a, a drip in his nose and, you know, saying help, help, help for cancer. Yet we're now down to one in two. How does that work? It don't work. But um, oh, let's get back to the story, Hazza. Sorry, mate. So anyway, so I got in, I started studying. I come across Professor Raphael Mishulim. I then come across another lady that I suggest everybody looks into, if you're interested in looking into healing uh, from cancer, is Dr. Cristina Sanchez, who, funny enough, is actually based in Spain as well, in Madrid. So Dr. Cristina Sanchez. Yeah, one in three when I worked for CRUK 20 years ago. Blimey. There you go. So my stats are off, if that's what it was 20 years ago. Thanks for sharing that. Sorry, has someone just put one in three 20 years ago? Um, so at that point, I started seeing that, hold on, there's something in this. It wasn't that, that, that blessed, with a great respect to all the testimonials I'd seen from the people just going, oh, my God, look, I'm cured from cancer. Like showing that this was my tumour when they told me to sew up all my affairs and go home and, and die, basically. And now look at me. I'll never forget there's one, Kerry, Kerry Yelland. 
Kelly Yelland or Kevin Yelland. She's bouncing on one of the bouncy balls talking about, and it's such a joyous video to watch because she cured herself of, of, of a, a terminal cancer using the cannabis oil. So anyway, it, it, my mind tweaked. It was like, okay, so these people, bless them, they don't know the science behind it. They was just preaching their joy. They wasn't selling anything. They were just sh like sharing, like, I just want to let people know, because they all said the same thing. And it was like, there'd be family members on there with these testimonials saying, you know, I just want people to know that there is, sorry, can you say Christine's, uh, Christina Sanchez. Uh, Christina C R I S T I N A Sanchez S A. Go on, has you look like you're going to say something? Then? Another guy that's very good, English guy called David Nutt. And if you type in David Nutt THC, he's got some really good, simple, digestible uh, ones. And he's also got a video on the history of cancer, which is really interesting as well, because you'll see at what point they stopped it and they just dismissed it all for healing, too. Do you know what, Has? This would be a good, because that, we've done a lot of work around this now. We should actually do a talk at some point on the, the whole, not necessarily even on the endocannabinoid system, we asked another talk, but how they demonised it. Because what most of you probably don't know is up until 1942 or three, there was THC in like 40% plus of all medicines in the UK as well. Here's one yeah, it's weird that, isn't it? But you don't know about that now. But and it's weird when you hear the story of when it came into play, who was in power, who was giving backhanders to to the president to uh, to, to, to further well, to, what are they call again the lobbyists, which lobbyists were giving money for what reason, and yeah, then you, you it all sort of makes sense because it all goes back to money. Um, so yeah, basically. I'd realized at that point that there's definitely something in this. So there is something, there's an actual science to look into. So I started studying the endocannabinoid system and I realized, because uh, I'll, I'll get back to our story now, because that, again, that's another, if anyone wants some more, you know, we're, we're actually going to do a workshop around this as well. I don't know if people are interested. Hi, Janos. I don't know what you said damn for, but damn. Um, we're going to do a workshop around uh, what we've studied uh, uh, in regards to healing from cancer and the, and the body, the body's mechanisms. Because people know this, your body's incredible. It has everything inbuilt to deal with pretty much anything. And where it gets its source of nourishment from when it does break down is fucking nature. Nature. Doesn't that make sense? Like, where, what do we eat? We eat nature, we eat plants, we eat fruit, we eat vegetation well guess what that actually is medicine and if you go back years you'll find out that every single medicine came from nature not from lasers not from chemical chemicals not from synthesized shit that they put into the system into your system these days which then often calls damn i wish i lived in 1940 <laughs> that's why <laughs> brilliant um but yeah so back to our story sorry as is is basically I, I then realised that there was something in this. We started looking into it. Me and my uncle got together. We'd done a lot of work. Bosh, 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 bosh. Eight years later, my uncle turned 70. Like, a, within the last six months, he turned 70. Uh, so, yeah, that's just to touch on that. that. That's how it started. Now, what happened with me at that point is I had this new, like, oh, oh my God. Like, what just happened? This really happened. This stuff's really, it wasn't just something I was watching on the YouTube anymore. It was, I could have done a you. I didn't, but I could have done a YouTube video. Ah, look what he's done. And I never forget it. Cause I've told you this plenty of times, Harry. And this is how hypocritical I, I was. 
still am in some of it because we're human, but I'm, I'm working on it. But I, I hadn't prayed in years because I turned my back on the church and all of that shit because of what happened with the abuse, which was indirectly through the church. So anything spiritual, religious, church-wise, fuck off. Sorry for my language, but that's where my head was back then. But once we committed to having a crack at doing this, i never forget, I was in my car and I prayed, God, if you're real, if this works, I promise I'm going to tell other people about it. So, of course, we had a good result. My uncle, I'm thinking, yeah, great, great, great. Did I tell anyone? Did I fuck? Because I was like, how do I go around? To, what, do I go to cancel? Do, 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 do. Guys, guys, have you thought about weed? Like, I didn't know what to do with it. All I was happy with was the result. And then what happened was one day I'd phoned for one of their mechanics to come to your, do you know they come to your drive and they fix your car on the drive? And it was Lewis, his name was, lovely fella. And we was talking, he was getting on, I was making him leg sandwich. And I forget, because I'd, I said, oh, I'll go make an exam if you want. And he went, yeah. So I come out. And when I come back, he, he, he was literally just putting the phone down. And I could see it was like every piece of him literally was, um, thank you for everyone for who's only making comments if I miss any. Uh, every piece of his, of the Lewis that I'd just been experiencing for the last however long that we'd been engaging together, talking about the car and just life in general, had completely gone out of his system. He was drained. What's, what's, what's happened? Like, I, I, I couldn't help it. I was nosy. It was that big of a difference. I didn't. I was like, are you all right? What happened? I, went, oh, I just found out my girlfriend's uh, favourite aunt, who's like... But it was so interesting because this his girlfriend's aunt, who I then went on to work with, and shout out to her. She's very conservative, so I'm not going to give her a name. You know who is, Harry, but incredible, incredible woman. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Um she was the equivalent of what my uncle was in the family. Just that person that everybody loved, no one beefed with. Donna, Donna Halpenny, excuse me, sorry, Donna, said, Big Pharma, our business and cancer cures is not good for business. And this goes back to our word, wordplay. Harry, can you please break down what the word cure means? Cure is to preserve. So if you think about you cure your meats, you cure your plants. So whenever we're trying to cure cancer, remove that word because the vibration is not what you want to be sending in that room. You don't want to be preserving them. You're healing. Bang on. And no matter what, if you look in, in, the, in Wikipedia, you might have a newer, newer definition, but words have meaning from the start. That's what I talk on common law, law was about, funny enough. Foundations, just like words have foundational meanings, which they rob from us. So, yeah, keep away from curing. You want to heal. But you're right in exactly what you said, Don. It's a massive business. Massive, massive, massive business. Um, so, yeah, where was that, Hazard? Blah, blah, blah. We was up to... Oh, yeah, so, Lewis. So, basically, his aunt, uh, his girlfriend's aunt, uh, he, he told me, and it was like, literally, it was like a mirror coming up saying, right, it was like God's mirror. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> like, I could either shirk it because i remember thinking like the battle that was going on internally because i'm thinking but you know it's not my family now if i'm gonna start talking about you know this ain't legal this is fucking again legal horrible word this ain't legal like i, I can't what, what if this comes on top but, but anyway my soul over uh, overcame it i'm gonna get to this person's comment in a second as well rock and rave sorry um and i said to him i said listen <laughs> i didn't say it was me i said i heard of this guy who 
used such and such and such to really help his situation. And and then, I mean, he just he just straight away he was into the conversation. And anyway, blah, 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 talked for quite a bit. And in the end, he said to me, he said it was you when I said, yeah, it was. Because it was too obvious by the time I'd gone into talking to him about the story. Because it's such an incredible story. Um, so anyway, he arranged a meeting with... The aunt worked with the aunt, had a really good result there. So then this started on this journey for me prior to getting involved with Harry again. But I'd, I had started, I'd started touching base with you then, hadn't I? Because I remember ringing you from what I used to call the lab with the mask on <laughs> uh, and telling you, telling you about what was... Actually, it was interesting. What did you think initially? Because I, I know we'd, 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 we'd spoken... People have to bear in mind, me and Harry, like, Harry's like my brother now. We are two in the same, although we're totally different. In fact, someone summed it up on Telegram earlier. She went, used to us, so fucking different, but you're just the same. <laughs> but we, we wasn't that close. We stayed in touch, but it was always from afar, wasn't it? It was just touching base every now and again. And all of a sudden, I started downloading. Next person. About, Next person. Uh, Conspiracy theory that was like 9-11, Boston Marathon, then it was Sandy Hook. So we've <laughs> always been going back with different uh, things. But when I hit you with a cancer thing, what was your initial thoughts? Um, a bit dodgy with marijuana, but again, the way that you broke the story down, and, and as soon as I saw the endocannabinoid system, after everything else that I'd been introduced to and the lies that we've been met, yeah, I, I was hooked at that point. And also being a, a PT, my, my statement, I want to be the best, like literally from day one. And in the fitness industry, having something like that to, to kind of get your head around was unique. So I was literally diving into that. And, and James was then telling me stories how his uncles survived. Like that, that gets your ears pricked straight away. So it was, uh, it was a back and forward, but I was learning the whole time. Cool. Nice one. I'm going to touch on Rock and Rave. Rock and Rave, because I'm going to read this, actually. It's National Cancer Act, 1937 states. That is, it's illegal. So just quickly touching that. Not unlawful, but it's illegal for anyone to advertise treatments for cancer. So basically, it's illegal no matter how they want to portray it. There you go. Bang on. So let's move out. Have I missed anyone else? This needs thousands of views. Oh, that's very kind of you. I'm P&M Interiors. Good job, lads. Thanks very much. That's very kind of you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so at that point, so I, I then started, started working with more people uh, with, 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 with cancers. And again, I'm going to be completely honest. Egotistically, so after my uncle, great, it's my uncle and it's fantastic, we had a good result bar. Then after the lady who wasn't family, that I was so scared throughout the whole period and it's really interesting, actually. That's the first time I experienced how family members, nearest and dearest to the person that is suffering from this awful disease, can, out of oblivious, unconditional love, but fucking ill-education, ill-educational opinions, cast these negative energies onto the person suffering. They think they're doing it out of love, and they think they're helping, but but it really doesn't. And that's another thing that we've learned, isn't it, over the years, is just how important it is when someone's suffering from cancer, everybody needs to educate themselves in what their role is. Because you do have a role. You have such an important role with the loved one. Because I can tell you, the biggest healer in the world is love, is kindness. 
that's where it all stems from because funnily enough the antithesis of those things it's now been proven that actually can cause cancers in the first place traumatic experiences look at the work of dr christina Chris, christian northrup listen to people like wayne dyer eckhart tolle you'll hear the people will now tell you a lot of these cancers considering it's so so and again if you think about this i was thinking about this the other day as i and this is a conversation i want to have with you on your own actually initially was you know we're talking about the, the way that cancers risen in in the ratio of years like we said now we're down to one in two now which like i said guys and girls after one in two what's left everybody dies of cancer apparently that's basically where it is okay but why the increase and you can look at the crap in the water all the fluoride you know contaminants uh, you can look at the food and all the crap as well but also what has increased more than anything over the, in, looking back on my last 10 15 years is is the fucking negative shit that we gets portrayed all the time by the media all people ever hear is negativity a lot of the time especially people that subscribe to watching bbc and all the rest of the crappy channels that that is all they do is pump out all day telling you how bad everything is so that's that's a whole psyche that you're mass programming across the world as well into these this fight or flight mode which we've touched on other talks as well now fight or flight for those who don't know, yes, it is that, oh, yeah, that's when you either run from a fight or you stay in. Yeah, that is part of it. But another part of fight or flight is you could be sitting there watching television, like when 9-11 hit. <gasps> you see, and, you've, oh, and, and, and straight away, of course, it takes you, you know, it takes your breath away. You feel, oh, my God, oh, my. What happens is you release these nasty little poisonous neopeptides into your system that flood your system and make you sick. That's science, go and have a look. So my point is, sorry to digress again, Azar, but why is cancer sped up, sped up so much over these last years? I'm sure it's because of the amount of negativity along with the other food and, and water and vaccines and all this other shite that they're trying to force people into, which is not right. You know, your choice, everyone's got a choice at the end of the day to make. So yeah, so anyway, at that point, working with more and more people with cancer, but then what happens is all of a sudden, James here, Mr. Thinking, oh, look, I'm helping these people with cancer, realizes that all of this truths he's been getting hit by these people with cancer and their family members and everything else, I did not emotionally know how to deal with. And basically, I had a breakdown. I've sped it up a lot. There was a lot that happened in that period prior to me reaching out to Harry, but it was around the time that I was having a breakdown, I was ruining my marriage because... All my energy was going, all my good energy was going into the people that I was working with. And because I, I was working a full time job at the time and then doing this on the side because I just love doing that. I, I just got so passionate about helping. And, and just to, to highlight, you'll see on, on the cancer talks, when it's cancer, it's not just the individual, it's the family members as well. But also, people get lost. Like, there isn't information out there. Like, the assistant, James, has already mentioned tonight, the endocannabinoid. No one knows about that. So as soon as we mention this to our clients, they've got more questions. So the phone call rings all day when you're working close with a family. So I, I wanted to re-emphasize that because you were on 24 hours a day, effectively. Literally, literally. Because it, and it literally was that because I, I would take calls at all hours of the night because my heart was like, oh, no, you've got to take that call. But what happened was I gave all my good energy away and my wife and kids suffered massively to the point where my wife was going to leave me. And it was around this time 
the little snot-nosed Harry, you came back sort of physically into my life because I was back in England as well, although he was all over the place being Mr. Jim's superstar man, giving his talks and everything else, doing amazing. And it was amazing. I always used to follow work and, and pick you up on Facebook and stuff. I always thought it was incredible what you'd achieved. And, um, but it was interesting because... I, all I knew of you, all I knew of Harry, so I'm addressing the audience, all I knew of, of Harry was, at this point, was, was Harry's the gym guy, Harry's still my little snot-nosed little brother, Harry, yes, years have gone by, but in my egotistical role-playing head, that's the role Harry played. But we was having talks, and Harry, obviously, was... Um, oh, sorry, as I've just had a message from my wife, my son's, so my son's quite ill today as well, and his temperature's really high. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. I might have to cut short, Hazza, if that... And anyway, you can you can uh, fly the flag if I do. I'm just going to keep, keep an eye on what's going on, yeah? In fact, Harry, do you mind? Because you know this next part. I just want to quickly go and check on Leo. You know how I tell your story, how you came back into it, and how I called you Yoda for so long, because you come out with this insightful stuff all the time. I'm thinking, Harry, where did you get all this meaningful shit stuff from? Like, go back to the Harry that I need you to be right now. Um, but Harry just became this, uh, thank you very much, Donna, family is priority. You're, you're bang on right. I'm going to go and shoot there in a second, come back if, if um, I'll, I'll let you know. But um, yeah, Harry came back in at a time where I didn't, I didn't know. You've just been talking about this. There you go. I didn't know, but I needed Harry so much at that point in my life. I'm being told to go now by Donna. I almost think I should run off. Uh, I needed to have you so much in my life at that point, and I'm going to hand the mic to you, and again, just say thank you, mate, because I'll, I'll never forget how much you changed me for the better, and uh, how much you played in me being a better dad, better husband, and everything else. Don't you, um, everyone's telling me off. I'll be back in a minute, Hazard. You take over. Yeah, so I um, I reconnected with James and changing a number of conversations, and, and at this point, I I ran my gym business for about nine years at the time we were doing fitness education teaching people to become personal trainers but i also had my own experiences uh, i got done for frauds i had someone work for me on another business that stole a lot of money from me to the point where i had a breakdown and i'll touch on this on another story but within that i then found meditation i went on a bit of a spiritual journey but still living two lives i still partied hard I disappeared at the weekends and, and kind of hid from my stresses and I didn't deal with the, the, the things that come my way. I then got myself in a bit more trouble um, later on down the line. Hazard, sorry. Thank you for everyone. I'm going to have to shoot, mate. Um, okay. if you, I won't be able to continue, though. You'd have to uh, cut off from your if, side. I was going to say, if, if, do you want me to leave this running for you? Uh, I, can, I, can, I can continue uh, just on this end of the story and we can, we can touch on it again. After if you want. Is that, I'm so sorry. Yeah, if I, I'm going to shoot them, mate, because I've literally got Leo's. I, I would say if you cut it off now, then, and we'll come back to a part two, purely because I won't be able to. Pull I'm so sorry, mate. Sorry to everyone out there as well. But like everyone said, family does come first. Uh, Hazard, I love you, mate. I'll, I'll give you a shout after because I need, need to help out Leo, yeah? All right, guys. Well, thank you for watching. And we'll, we'll definitely do a part two on this. And then we'll share and re-catch up on everything that we've discussed tonight. But check out the endocannabinoid system. Uh, and check out James's story that we just posted today because that is a watch. It's hard to watch, but these things do happen. And I think it will save the lives or direction of the lives of many people if you just pay attention because it's, it's looking out for the warning signs with people closest to us that won't tell you. And yeah, it, it, it was, 
it's been sitting on my mind all day and it was, it was really, really, um, it was amazing what he shared yesterday. So I'd encourage you to watch. It's a two-part one on Now Let's Talk Health. And um, again, thank you for everyone that does tune in and, and support us. Loads of love. Cheers, Hannah. Speak. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for us a one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram. On Telegram, if you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil, forward slash cannabis oil, forward slash THC oil. You'll also find us on Instagram at Lads Talk Health. We've got a community membership site. If you're interested, please reach out. The membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com And again, love to all.